Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinker and executive director of Thrive DC, Shane Mulhern. So if you've missed part one, you know what you gotta do. You gotta belly back up to that bar and give it a listen first. And uh, you're gonna save a seat for him, right, Gina? Of course, right next to you and I, between us. Yes. Like, right. a, like a cookie. There you go. Like a good little Christmas cookie. Like a, yeah, <laughs> a Christmas cookie sandwich, if you will. <laughs> if you will. Um, so Shane, in part one, you sure you started to share a little bit about your early days. I want to get back to those because those are that's so much fun. We we talked about so many things about how important it is to understand the individuals um, who are dealing with homelessness and how important it is for us is to be a bigger part of the community. And so to kick off part two, will you please just give that little sound bite of what Thrive DC is, what its mission is, just in case our listeners didn't listen to me and told to go back and listen to part sure. one. Sure. Uh, Thrive DC is a homeless services organization located in Ward 1. We focus on individuals experiencing homelessness, meeting their kind of concrete needs, a lot of emergency services. We also uh, try to do um, some prevention work through our food pantry and providing uh, nutritious food to over 350 individuals and families a week. Awesome. So to that point, listeners, if you're in the D.C. area, um, donations are always needed, always, always, always needed. And if you aren't, we encourage you to go out and find your own local um, charities that are doing such amazing work. And um, you're going to fill your soul with so much by giving. It's a win-win-win. It's a way better gift to give. Yes. It goes so much further. Yep, absolutely. So, Shane, okay, we kind of left off about talking about your father. This is great. And... Tell our listeners one more time, just a little bit. And what's the middle name again? So my full name is Shane Santo Martinez Mulhern. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll do the quick version of the yes. story. You can, you can dive in. So I am actually Irish and Puerto Rican, and I grew up in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, before it was hipster central. <laughs> uh, so how I ended up in Williamsburg, my dad was in an Irish Catholic priest who is assigned to the local church. And my mother came from Puerto Rico when she was eight years old. Uh, they met each other, I think she was 22, and he was the young, dashing priest. Um, and he was a priest for about five years. And so we've never gotten the full story, but my mother did share that he, he was the priest who took the hijas de Maria, the, the daughters of Mary, to uh, see the sound of music. And my dad, in true stoic Irish fashion at the end of the sound of music, is like, well, it's just amazing how one person could love another person like that. And without losing a beat, my mother turned to him and said, well, that's how I love you. Aww. Aww. Yeah. And, that was courageous, and <laughs> so uh, my mother would have been like, "What did you say to him?" <laughs> so mouth right now. <laughs> so I don't have the timing, but between the sound of music and I think it was literally the summer of 1969, uh, <laughs> they were married. Well, there you go. Wow. Yeah, and so my dad stayed in the community and actually worked in early childhood education and. My mother ended up as the church secretary for literally the church that <laughs> this happened in. You know, my parents met in church, just not how you think they would yeah. be in church. Yeah. And my my brother, sister, and I grew up in 
Williamsburg, Brooklyn, in the same parish that my dad was a priest in. Wow. Uh, my brother, Stephen, was a police officer in Williamsburg at 91st, I think it's 91st precinct. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's... That was my brother Stephen's beat from 1981 to 2000 and change. Yeah. Uh, yes. Very so familiar. Very yes, familiar. We, come, we probably yes. came across each other. Yes. <laughs> Well, yes. let's hope he wasn't arresting you. No, no. Is there another story? No. <laughs> no, no. Williamsburg, very, Williamsburg's always been a very interesting community. It's like a rich, rich in um, immigration and history like that and like how the city was found, like founded, the heartbeat of New York, right? Um, and artists, and always, and to this day, still artist communities, which yeah. is amazing. And of course, there's crime everywhere. Welcome to New York. I mean, like, I'm sorry, everybody. Like, if you think that this is Disneyland, you've obviously been on too many sets at, like, Universal. Because, like, 100%, it's a real thriving city with millions and millions of people live in very small spaces. Yeah. But um, it's, a, it's a cool community. I mean, uh, nighttime was rough. It's a very. It's always been a very cool community. It, it is a very cool community. So my my interaction with the police and uh, so no no names involved because Williamsburg right there. There's a Latino section. There's a Hasidic Jewish section. There's a Polish section. There's an Italian section. Right, kind of north side, south side. So I was a young assistant principal working at a school, and we need needed to find. Uh, an apartment for a first grade teacher and we were talking to the community affairs officer saying hey we really got to find you know an apartment that's reasonable right catholic school pay scale and the police officer is like go talk to jimmy t i'll call him for you <laughs> and jimmy t was a a neighborhood institution who had a lot of connections to different enterprises. Like, different enterprises. Of course I will find an apartment for the first grade teacher. And I was like, that's community working together yeah. right there. How Jimmy T got that apartment? Nobody uh, wants no, to no know. questions it asked. the back of some truck, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think much has changed in New York. I was just home and it was very much like that still to this day. I'm like, oh, you know this guy? Yeah, he'll help you out. And you're like, okay, let's do that. But that is a community. That is a definition of a community that like will do something, right? And I think that like because DC is so transit sometimes and you're here for such a short time, mm -hmm. you don't invest in your community. I lived in DC proper for 20 years. Like you know those people. I know those people. They come into my like my bagel stores now, but like and like there are kids that have gotten in trouble. And you know how I am. I still feed the kids that get in trouble. They go to like school at, at um, uh, in uh, Union Market, like over there, the kids' school. I'm like, whatever, I give them breakfast, I don't care. I don't care, give them breakfast. The kid's hungry, he's not gonna mm -hmm. do good in school, feed him. All right, I think Shane is thirsty, because I know I am. So how about you give us a good cocktail? So selfish, please. <laughs> I was working really hard on that segue, everybody. <laughs> Let's go do it. I love your story. Oh, That's amazing. All right, Louise, here we go. So I made this beautiful scorched milk. It's like so delicious, I love it. We're gonna give it a little stir with our little snowman, he's so cute. And we're gonna actually take this out of the container that I, I transported it in. Um, we're gonna put it into something I can actually pour, which would be really great. You can see the consistency, it's just so thick. It's almost like um, 
you know, like a little caramelly. It smells so good. It's one of my favorite things. All right, but you can go back to Instagram and watch me make that and then you can make it at home, right? All right, so, you know, sometimes in life you have to improvise and when you're making more than one cocktail at once, you know, maybe using a jigger is not um, that convenient. So you can always use something as a larger measuring as long as it's ounces. So we're gonna use the side of a pint um, container and we're gonna put in three ounces of bourbon. The drink calls for one and a half um, per. And then we're gonna use one ounce of cardamaro. And then we're going to add um, two ounces of scorched milk. And we're just doubling everything as I'm making it for two. And you can see, look how beautiful that is. It's just like developing, it's so yummy and delicious. I don't wanna break the little snowman. Frosty, it's so sad. I love this drink. All right, we're gonna pour that in. And then I'm just gonna chug it and that'll be the end of that. And that's the end of the drink, right? I don't know. All right, so rule of thumb, right? If you have your shaker tin, you're gonna put your um, three quarters full of um, ice on top, put it together, that way it doesn't spill all over your counter and you're gonna hard shake. And you keep shaking. Okay, we can write our name on the shaker tin. We're ready to go. Okay, give it a little. This is the best Baileys you'll ever have in your life. Now we're gonna double strain this because we don't want the ice in our drink that we just spent so much time making. It's got like a really pretty color to it. It's like my fave. And we're just gonna put off the top just a little bit of cardamom, because it smells really yummy. And if you want to decorate this more, you can add a bay leaf, whatever you like. Um, does it need it? No. Is over garnishing great? Yes. So you can do whatever you want. This is for um, our guest. And then this will be for you, Louise. So cheers. Cheers, it's so pretty. Happy holidays. What do you think, Shane? Looks great. So that's the gift that keeps on giving, don't you think? It is cheers. spectacular. I already like Shane. He gets hang out here all day long. He said he likes to drink. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> this is really nice. You're right. This um, is. I'm not a big eggnog fan, but well, there's I no could, egg in this. Right? Yeah, no. But I mean, like when you said it's like an alternative to it, it absolutely is. It's really beautiful. It's a little boozy, but I'm enjoying it. It's the holidays. Yeah, it is boozy. It is something that you can sip. But you know what I really love about this drink. You can make batches of this and like bottle it in like little bottles and give it to your friends. Oh, that's a fun little idea. Yeah, and it's like really nice and it's like, you know, it's kind of, and, and you can also make it with your kids if you're at home, like not the boozy version, <laughs> the scorched milk, and they can give that as a different like, um, you know, you know, alternative to hot chocolate. This is so, and this drink is so versatile. You can serve it cold, you can serve it hot. I just, it's one of my like, drinks forever and I just like sharing it. it's like my gift right now like it's this is a very personal recipe to me like I've done this like um, I've never shared this recipe before yeah. well and to your point I'm sorry Shane that you could dial back the booze if you wanted to you could go to uh, none to, to light or however you like it yeah I, but I would definitely stick in either like bourbon or like a very dark rum I wouldn't Stay like, in the dark I wouldn't, Yeah, I wouldn't start like putting vodka in no. it. No. It would just, um, it would be so sweet. It'll, like your eyeballs will fall out of your head. Well, I just love how smooth it is. It is yeah. just really like easy to sip. It's not heavy, like, because eggnog can have that heavy sort of feel to it sometimes. Oh, yeah. This is 
Yeah. This is well, when you're playing perfect. Clark Griswold, you yeah. Can. <laughs> I, I mean, this is what is it, uh, cousin Eddie? You yeah. know, I just need the uh, yeah. the glass with the antlers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You the Wally World, the Wally World punch, right? That's it. That's it. Hundred percent. That's it. That's the yeah. I just had this great vision of like just standing around, like you know, Clark. The uh, I love when he says the shit is false, but you're funny. So before we go any further, Gina, let's do our housekeeping. So you're gonna go to designateddrinker.show for um, the tips and tricks and how to, and then you can see me on Instagram at designateddrinker. Uh, making the scorched milk. Um, if you have any questions, DM me. Yes. Nobody DMs me enough. DM me. I'm like, I answer the DM. I really answer the DMs. She does. She does. Um, so if you didn't catch that, go to designatedrinker.show um, or our Instagram, you can always just scroll down into the episode notes. Um, we'll have links to all of that. Plus, we'll make sure we have links to Thrive DC so that people can learn out, learn more about the mission, learn how they can donate. Um, even if it, they're not in this area, what else they can do? Maybe they are donating here, or maybe they're looking at their local charities because who wouldn't champion all that goodness? But wouldn't it be fun to like get like you know do a giving tree with your friends and be like, you know what, we're all gonna give uh, ten dollars. Ten of us are gonna give ten dollars a month for the next you know uh, year, right? And just think about the difference you can make with just your friends, like. Instead of going out for that like extra cup of coffee, like you were saying, Jane, or you know whatever, like, everybody, you can spare. If you can spare, you can spare ten. Yeah, yeah, we can all easily find. Most of us can find ten dollars in our pocket. And you have more than ten friends. I might have more than ten friends. Yes. You have ten <laughs> friends just right here. It feels good to give. I don't. I don't. I say this: either giving time or giving yourself. It feels good. It makes it, you. It makes you a better person. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Here, yes. Here's a small sidebar thing um, that I joined a group here. A friend of mine started. It's a Women for Good, and it's a Circle of Giving organization. And I guess what they do is they just encourage people to start their own organizations. And it's just a group of ent mostly entrepreneurial women. Not not everybody has a business, but many of us do in this group. And you pay ten dollars every hundred dollars every quarter. Mm -hmm. um, to be a part of this, and that $100, 15 of it goes to the organization, the rest goes to a charity, and as you grow your organization, the more you can give to local charities. So the first time I think we gave like $1,200, because it was a smaller group, but it has grown to the point that we're giving away, uh, I think $15,000, and we've only, been a, we've only been a group for a year. Because just more and more women, become a part of the organization because now I have like now it's a network of friends because we all we're all live in the same area you know we'll go to different people's homes for um, happy hour and it doesn't need to be this it doesn't need to be hard it's very simple we just get together have a good time and then we help each other from like professional standpoint so if you need to know this person or that person oh I got this contact what have you but then all the money that we're raising are going to local charities and each quarter um, an organization will come and we pick between three. A lot of the members usually nominate somebody, nominate the organization, and they come in and they pitch us, and then based on a voting system, the group of women choose who gets the, the money. And we've gone everything from Animal Welfare League to um, a, a, an organization working on homelessness here in this area, just various, and a, a baking, uh, a woman who started this bakery, it's a 501C, um, and it helps children with autism. Because wow. her son has autism, so she helps people who are, have mental challenges, um, and sometimes physical challenges, have a job. 
she started this bakery and now they make all these baked goods and they sell them to different stores and started at farmer's markets. So anyway, my point is, is you can find a charity or even start one your own. Yeah, so take all the Amazon packages you didn't return, get the return <laughs> labels on them, take that money, and then give it to Thrive DC. Absolutely. Done. Because I, so many people, like, give, you go to, like, uh, I don't know, a Goodwill or something, and, like, there's just Amazon boxes with actual products in there because people forget to return it. Yep. So go return all your stuff. Absolutely. Give the money away. Sorry, Shane. I'm like, I'm aggressive. So give me your, <laughs> give me your money. I'll respond. We, we, we need more people like you. Thank yeah. you. No, it, it's it's a hard thing to ask for. And um, you guys are you guys are tackling something that's hard that I think a lot of us, um, unfortunately, see the group of people that you focus on is almost in, indivis, in, in, invisible. Easy for me to say. That drink was boozy. Yeah. Um, invisible people and they're not because to your point they are so much a part of our community and, and, you know thank you and and in the spirit of the holidays I, I actually really want to thank both of you right for giving me this opportunity um, to talk about thrive to talk about our work for really you know talking about the individuals we serve right it is um, this type of work that you do and I it, you know it's it's fun it's light it's been a really amazing experience to be here with you during the holidays yeah, and, and, and celebrate and right and the impact it's going to have on on people with uh, who really need support so uh you know to happy holidays and you know wish you the best new year for and and thank you again for supporting thrive and 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 countless organizations that do work like we do oh my gosh what we do is, yes, it's That's so small compared cheers. to what you do. Cheers. Thank cheers. you. And to a new year. A new year of giving. A new year. Yes. yes. So I think this is it, Gina. I think this last one is you. Oh. It's the last one of the year. Oh, my gosh. It is the last one of the year. I was, I, I okay, great. Duh. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Maybe next year I'm going to change it up. Maybe I'm going to change it up. Right, so this is my question, right? Do you have listened to our show before? I, I have. Oh, you're prepared. I am prepared. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm going to do this one um, off the cuff. Everybody, um, you know, identifies as a spirit animal of some sort, you know. Um, and you might identify yourself with a raccoon because raccoons will come in and take all the little like things out of your um, cabinets and your trash and bring it back to their families, right? <laughs> Which is a very cool animal. People don't realize that they actually take care of all their community. Um, if you can identify yourself as an ingredient, one spirit ingredient, whether it's for booze or for food, what would that ingredient be and what does it say about you? Oh, wow. You, you, you switched it up on me. I was like prepared and now have the drink. Um, so a spirit that I love and I identify with is Grand Marnier. Mm, delish. And the reason why, um, so I had a good friend and mentor who basically taught me how to drink Grand Marnier. And he was like, okay, I want you to sip it first and just straight Grand Marnier, which is a little, you know, yeah. yeah. It's got a little bit of a kick, and he's like, okay, put an ice chip in your mouth and take a little sip. And the complexity and the flavor that emerges because of the heat of your mouth, the ice chip, the Grand Marnier, is actually one of the most spectacular experiences that I had in terms of a drink, and I was just like, you know, really? 
context and different factors matter, right? And you yeah. think about, I think about my life and the richness um, of growing up where I grew up, my parents instilling in me kind of the ability um, to give and desire to give back and having moments like this with, you know, new friends. Um, and it's those little things in life, like an ice chip makes a huge difference. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so is nice. he the ice chip or he's the grim one? Yeah. Ooh, that, that is a deep question. <laughs> I think he's I, the, I think we'll let the listeners decide. I mean, yeah. I'm not yeah. going there. <laughs> Just a boy from Brooklyn, my Just friend. Just a boy from Brooklyn. <laughs> well, cheers to that. Happy cheers. New Year. Happy cheers. holidays. Yes. Happy New Year. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.